and Grace watching Stargate. They made a podcast that's on iTunes that you should rate. Nix is a super fan. Grace is pretty new. Kaylee the Thorgy will help them make it through. Bartender Nick is here to make them drinks. As they reference random pop culture things. Crying out loud, they'll put a smile on your face. There's no place like Tara with Nix and Grace. Welcome. To episode 240 of There's No Place Like Terra, a Stargate First Watch relaunch podcast. I am Nixie. And I am Grace. Uh, <laughs> it's been a long week, guys. I feel like we'll get there. Yeah. Okay, today we're watching SG Atlantis. Uh huh. Season 3, episode 4. Yes. Uh, Satita. Yes. AKA. Uh huh. I would like to rage. <laughs> I do really like that AKA. Um, my AKA was just gluteus maximus. <laughs> it's a pretty good one too. But I do like I would like to rage. <laughs> There's going to be a lot of barbarian jokes. Oh yeah, I mean D and D barbarian jokes. This is yeah, it's it's happening. Yeah. Um. How how how. <sighs> Okay, so I just want everyone to know, we are recording this on Saturday the 7th of November, Um, and as you guys know, we work in local news. We do news type things. So our pop culture items this week is news. Is Steve Kornacki's (laughs) rolled up sleeves. Yeah, Steve Kornacki's rolled up sleeves. Um... Y- yeah. If anybody is interested, uh-huh. Steve Kornacki is the political analyst on he's, MSNBC. He's pretty awesome. This one's for you, brother Matt. Yep. Um, who is our our map, our map king, our map diva, our map? Just the map lord. The, the map lord. I like map lord. Um, he's the map lord. Insane map lord at MSNBC. Just look up Steve Kornacki. He's just kind of fun to watch. He is. Um, I judged what... I watched a number of networks. I was flipping back and forth the whole time. Uh, I was very much, because I am who I am, judging which channels to watch dependent on their graphics package because that's me. Yep. That's who I am. That's how I judge what news I'm going to watch. I mean, I get it. I see it. Uh, I did watch Critical Role. I finished campaign one of Critical Role oh. uh, and finished Search for Grog because I needed something as a palate cleanser from news, not from Critical Role. It's funny. Like, so much has happened this week that I forgot how this week started. I know. For me. Which is actually pretty fucking big in itself. It is. I want to do one tiny thing before you get to that thing. <laughs> Because I mean, it's not important. Go ahead, do your thing. Well, I was just—I just wanted to. I didn't want to like like interrupt your thing with this tiny itsy bitsy thing. Uh-huh. Of I just was gonna say like first uh, Mandalorian, uh, second uh, I'm caught up on Supernatural and holy. Oh, well, we did finally watch shit. the next episode of Mandalorian. Yeah, the first episode. The first episode, yeah. Um, which when we did a one shot last weekend and someone was was asking if there's going to be a Tarrasque, which there obviously was not going to be. Yeah. And, and Brother Matt asked what a Tarrasque is, and the reason I had you close your ears because I basically told Matt that, you know the thing they fight? Yeah. That's a Tarrasque. The, the giant sandworm thing? <laughs> That's a Tarrasque, yeah. basically. <laughs> basically. <laughs> um, but no, Supernatural, holy sh- shit, the way that that series is going to end. That's all I was going to say. 
And now I hand the mic over to Grace. Oh, yes. She has her own mic. I'm not actually handing her anything. Don't worry. No, we're social distancing. Yeah. Um, well, you know, we decided uh-huh. that since there wasn't a lot happening on the week of nope. November 2nd, nope. November 1st, yeah. etc., the first week of November, quiet time. Yep. Um, you know, domestic partner, boyfriend, fiance, Jesse and I were talking and I was telling him, I feel like your title on our podcast yeah. is long. Uh-huh. And we talk about it a lot. And yeah. then and we and when I tell him how, oh no, I mention all of the names every yeah, yeah, time. Yeah. And he goes, Well what if we changed it? What yep. if we changed my name? And he, I was like, Well what do you mean? Like do you not want to be called Jesse anymore? Like do you want to go by Batman finally? Because he's been saying Batman. He's been for wanting a while. Batman for a long time. But he's like, Well what if we just go ahead and make me husband Jesse yeah and I said oh you mean I can call you domestic partner boyfriend fiance future husband Jesse yeah, goes yeah, yeah. no 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 like just husband drop the future part so we did yeah it's the only reason <laughs> so we did so on Monday um we got all dolled up yeah yeah we got all dressed up real cute yeah yeah um we went down to our local courthouse uh-huh. Um gonna and like some th- gonna get married. And and like and and something so perfectly pretentious, it could only happen to us. <laughs> it was it was like something out of a Michelle Gondry film. Uh-huh. The Michelle Gondry's a guy who did Eternal Sunshine and the Spotless okay, Mind yeah, yeah, and yeah. the Science Sleep. Gotcha, gotcha, yes. We got married in the most surreal situation I've ever experienced. So here we are, me in this brightly colored white floral dress, uh-huh. um, and Jesse in this bright blue fancy shirt. Yeah, and, and we got flowers, and we yeah. got the whole thing, and we walked into this brown courthouse, yeah. um, and stood at the plexiglass window where the county clerk shouted at us from the other side. Yeah, our, and we and we swore to blah yep. blah 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 at each other. Yeah. While a woman at the window, two windows down, was trying to finalize her second divorce <laughs> because she had met a third man to marry. <laughs> it was just the greatest fucking situation I've ever been in. It could not have been more perfect. It could not have been more. And Jesse and I just laughed and laughed and laughed. And I can't imagine. A more perfect way for us to have gotten married. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because we had racked our brains so hard on how we were going to do this, what the plan was. Yeah. We've got families all over the country. Yeah. Um, and, 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 you know, COVID. And COVID, you know, just that nice little curveball of an extra thing to worry about. Yeah. And we said fuck what are we waiting for let's just get it done yep so we did and and the reason we pushed so hard for this date for november 2nd is i have shared before that i'm mexican-american mm-hmm. and to, uh and i thought it would be a genius way to have someone at our wedding yeah yeah so while we couldn't have any of the living members of our family at the wedding we did make sure that our marigolds in my bouquet so yep. that all of our non-living relatives could be there 
Um, so that was one. My, <laughs> that wasn't even like the only big thing this weekend because no. that's how crazy this weekend. Well, been. I just that had feels to, like two years ago. Now. I just had to say, as as a close personal friend to the bride and groom, I was a little miffed at the state of Florida for allowing all the restaurants to be open, for allowing everyone to be everywhere. But you couldn't have witnesses yeah. at your wedding. Yeah, yeah. Well, and then she's supposed to show you how, how backwards our, our state is. Uh, yeah, if you're going to let us have people in restaurants, just let us have two witnesses. Exactly. That's all. Uh, but nope, we were witnessed by Tim. <laughs> Tim was a very nice man who seemed mildly annoyed that we didn't come with our paperwork pre-filled out. <laughs> I was like, Tim is not the one who's getting a divorce, right? No, 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 no. Not that was really fun. Not and witnessed by the divorce. It was very thing. sweet, and it, it was a very, it was a really great day. Um, not only because I got to marry um, domestic partner, boyfriend, fiance, Jesse, and that will be the last time I get to call <gasps> him that. Um, but we had a really cool day where nothing went as planned. Yeah. But everything was perfect. That's usually how weddings go. I guess that makes sense. That's how ours went. That's true. Yeah. But we did have this really cool um, we decided instead of eating lunch to go straight to dessert. Uh, perfect. And we went to this really fancy dessert place um, near us. It is really good. I've been there. <laughs> and we decided to splurge because why not? Yeah. You only get married once. You don't get a, you didn't have a cake. I mean. And so we, we splurged and we ordered like 50 bucks worth of desserts. Yeah. Which really there was only like three items. Yeah. <laughs> uh, three items and two fancy copies. Um, and then the guy behind us in line paid for it all. That's so nice. Because people are nice people out there and um, as crazy, this is me bringing it back to it's the day today. Uh, as crazy as things are right now, and as much as everything feels so divided and strange, and we don't know what the hell is going to happen, um, we're we're good people. There's people good people are good out people. here. Uh, we just gotta let's let's just try to hear each other, listen to each other. Yep. Um, there's there's. Um, there's something I was I learned in class, and I'm gonna butcher the fuck out of this, but John Dewey was an American philosopher. Yeah. From the like the turn of the century, early 1900s. Yeah. A big proponent. He's big proponent for the liberal arts, and and he was a, a liberal pl- political guy. But there was uh, he had like these ideals, where about democracy, where it's like people can only learn in the space that's safe for them to learn without judgment yeah and i'm i'm paraphrasing the fuck out of this so this is all wrong it's all good um we paraphrase the fuck out of everything on this podcast but it's like his 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 thought was in order for us to grow and to learn and to think about things differently Mm -hmm. and to learn from each other we have to be able to hear each other and be in these spaces where it's safe to be wrong 100 percent. so there you go there's my there's my thing because i imagine that those of us that those who listen to our podcast are probably already lean a certain way well it's also just the fact that so if we want to just you know it's also just the fact of there is enough decisiveness in this world we don't got to add to it yeah we don't we don't need to add to that yeah (laughs) but yeah just the idea of um you know give people a space to to be wrong and 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 hear them out. And well, it's not only that, but it's like a- allowing people to, 
yeah, learning, it's like allowing people to be wrong or allowing people to realize that decisions were not decided correctly and not right. Like, just let it be. Well, and, and that's what I mean. Not let them stay wrong. But no. if someone is wrong, don't attack them if that's they're trying I mean. to learn yeah, from it. Exactly. Yeah. Um, there is uh, basically so the opposite of social media. Yeah. Yeah. The yeah. opposite of Twitter. Yeah. Just be that. And, you know, there's. Um, I think we've been wrong. Some of us have been wrong on either side of this thing. There's, yeah. there's wrong everywhere and there's there's right in a lot I mean, of places. I mean, listen, I'm wrong on things multiple times a week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Um, all, what is the song? All I know is that I don't know nothing. All I know is that I don't know. <laughs> Um, I only know that because Green Day sang it. I don't know what the original artist is. I oh, think I it was know. Operation Ivy. I have no idea. Uh, no, so I, don't, I barely know anything this week. Um, one more little piece of pop culture. Um, oh, did this stop recording? No, nope, there you are. One more little piece of pop culture that I was reminded of by yeah. one of our friends on Facebook that I did not even mention when I told you to watch Anne with an E. Another very important reason... To watch it is because it was a lot of the episodes are directed by our very own Sam Carter. Uh, yes, you know I will <laughs> be honest. Zappi. That is a thing that I knew, <laughs> but it I, it I I I love her, but like there's enough other stuff that she's directed that is more likely to hold my interest. I'm telling you, it's a wonderful. Listen, show. I'm running out of shit to stream while I work, so yeah. it's just cute. It's it's um. Uh, I'm trying to think of something else like it. I just, it's just fun. It's I know I've fun. seen the open because the opening credits are gorgeous. Yeah. And, and they're by a uh, design house that I like. Nice. Uh, it's just really fun. It's, um, it's really fun. And Anne herself is a kindred soul, if you will. Okay. Yeah. She's very melodramatic. I don't know what you're talking about. Um, I've never been melodramatic. <laughs> ever. Ever. <laughs> um, I was at, so I, I was, I was, t I took part in, um, some, a couple Zoom calls over this week that were filled with people that weren't familiar with me, that uh -huh. didn't know me. So two things is one, because I never use Zoom, I remembered as I started this call that I accidentally still had my Stargate background up, <laughs> which is Star the Stargate Atlantis uh, Stargate, and I had to figure out how to turn that off because I never use Zoom. Uh, and also, I had to remember... Um, to be, because I'm not even on this podcast like the full Nixie, like yeah. my full personality volume. Okay. I had to remember to like tone it down. Bring Nixie to Bring, 60%. I bought it like a 50 or 60% Nixie because like those who are, do not know me are not ready for a full personality volume. Well, it's like if you're not a scotch drinker, yeah. don't start with like, yeah. I don't know. Tell me whatever the PDS one is. Yeah. Ardbeg. So you don't start there. You start no. with something a little lighter and then you yeah. throw a nice cube in it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so so I, it was it was just one of those things I remember. Uh, uh, tone it down a little. Just tone it down a little. Steve, you are like a fine aged PD Scott. <laughs> I have never had such a compliment <laughs> in my life. August 8th, 2006. Here we go. Um, this episode is written and directed by Mr. Robert C. Cooper, uh, and it is 
a really expensive episode. Yeah, I bet. I think I saw a stat that this is, like, so far, at least in the series, it was uh, the only episode more expensive was the pilot. Oh, wow. You know, and not that I don't think our guys have the chops to direct something like this, but I'm surprised that this isn't guest director, blah, blah, blah. It was a beautiful episode. They had a lot of filming styles that are definitely fresh for... Yeah, for what they do. Yeah, it's definitely, like, outside of their normal toolbox that they play with. Yeah. Um, We start the episode... With Ronan having a bad feeling about this. We're off planet. We're off and away. We're, you know, we don't often start Atlantis off planet, do we? I feel like that's not as we, at its current. We, yeah, it's not not super frequent. Yeah. Um, which McKay's like, I always have a bad feeling about things. He's pretty much used to it at this point. It's just, he only worries about it when other people also I do have a bad love, feeling. I do love McKay's, like, um, subtle sharing with us on what it's like to have anxiety. Yes. <laughs> I was like, so McKay, you have anxiety. Yeah, you you're Hi. an undiagnosed maybe anxious person? I don't know if that's undiagnosed. I'm pretty sure anyone who knows him Yeah, yeah. No, does... but but like I'm pretty sure like Heitmeyer's like Yeah. 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 Here is some Adavan. <laughs> Take it for Buffett. Only when uh, like I don't know if there's rules about Adavan when you're off planet. Well, yeah, I mean, there should be. There's rules about Adavan anywhere. Yeah, that's but, it. Yeah, um, off planet. I mean, you're armed. Maybe not Adavan when armed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but I identified with McKay there, and uh, Ronan, for his part, has been to so many planets and so many places while he was running for that year or two. He doesn't <laughs> yeah. remember most of them. Right. And I do love John's nod. Uh, by the way, guys, it's super windy today. Yeah. So today's podcast is guest starring the wind. Yes. Sometimes you get locusts. Sometimes you get birds. Sometimes you get dogs fighting. Today, or sometimes rain. Today's rain? wind. Today is wind. I love John's knock about how the planets all look like the Pacific Northwest. It's really hard to tell them <laughs> apart sometimes. I do love this. <laughs> it's pretty good. So when they finally get to town, or shall I say, the collection of tents, uh-huh. um, it's pretty rough. And Taylor's like, hey, village is a village. We trade with villages like this all the time. Yep. And at the first step of saying hi, the one village just drops his shit and starts yelling, Wraithbringer. Yeah, that can't be good. Ronan's like, um, we should leave. Yeah. I don't think I don't think they like us here. Bad feeling. Yep. We got to get beyond the county line. As others run out with crossbows and initiative is called very quickly. <laughs> yeah, it's like roll for initiative. <laughs> um there is one surprise attack which includes an arrow in McKay's ass. Yeah, it's a perfect shot too. Yeah. Uh, John has everyone else just fire warning shots. I mean, they have crossbows. Warning shots into the air. Yeah. Um, There's slight difference in weapon power. Everyone runs. McKay the whole time is yelling at Ronan because clearly he did something. And of course, as 
Listen, McKay claims he remembers all of the gate addresses of all the planets he's been to, but I'm actually not going to dispute that. McKay probably does. He probably does, but he also has probably been to, like, what, ten? Nah. At least every episode we've seen. No, that's fair. That's fair. But he's not traveling as much as Ronan is, so it's like, well, yeah, yeah it's easy to remember when you haven't been on seven billion. I also love when when John's like, is it pain or is it numb? It's both. Yeah. Ow. Yeah. Taylor and Ronan stop and try to hold the villagers off while John and McCain get to the gates, and it it doesn't go well for them. No. As they're then darted with some poison darts and dropped. I gotta say, these villagers have really done their their done their work learning how to use these darts because yeah. they're good. It's probably. I mean, I can imagine it might be one of their main hunting Just, techniques. Yeah. Yeah. McKay starts dialing uh, the DHG as John runs back to get his teammates and. Well, McKay at least makes it back to Atlantis. You know, I can't, yeah. I'll, I'll give McKay credit for this, right? John told him to run? Yeah. He fucking ran. He ran. He ran. <laughs> He's like, limped, gotta go. Limped through the store, gave him an arrow in his ass as John makes it back to where Talon and Ronan are and then also fall prey to the poison arrow. Ay. Dart. Yep. Arrow dart. As soon as we're on back at Atlantis, sees McKay come through the gate and just peel over with an arrow sticking out of his ass. Yeah. She calls for medical. Yeah, that's uh, that's not good. McKay's like, my team's right behind. As the Stargate closes. <laughs> behind. <laughs> but. <laughs> By my team, I mean this arrow in my behind. <laughs> and I, but I, I guess if you're going to get shot anywhere, though, the butt's a good one to, to take. Well, it, the a good one to take because it's nice and meaty, but as we see later, the problem is is the recovery time. Well, yeah, that's true. The sitting. And, yeah. Um, but, you know, it's better than, like, I feel like shot in the back, ow. Shot in the back is gonna hurt. Um, like, or the ribs, or your... Here's the thing, is is you gotta go for the meaty sections. Yep. Okay? The... Anything in the leg, you're gonna be able to recover from. You won't be able to walk around as much. But you got yeah. some meaty sections, thighs, calves. Yeah, and I'd still rather take butt over even like arm or something. The only reason I'm thinking, if you get like a meaty part of the arm, at least you like don't have to walk on it. That's fair. You can leave it alone. Yeah. Shot in the boob. I was actually about to say, just you can't have a front shot to the boob. I'm right. thinking the best place to get shot side boob? is a side boob <laughs> shot. It oh. only works for women who are gifted. That sounds painful to you, though. Like, who have ample bosom. Yeah. But I'm just thinking, like, you're not, you are not have to walk on it. Yeah. Uh, you don't I mean, have a to... good shot in the gut, if you've got a nice gut on you. Again? Again, side shot, though. It's got to yeah. be a side shot. Yeah, yeah, Because you yeah. don't want to... You don't want to hit any organs. Hitting any organs. I'm just thinking if you get from the side and just get, like, a location of fat. So, you know, if you're ever running from an off-world village and there's darts coming at you, run sideways. Yep. (laughs) Run sideways. Yep, that's the thing. You know, they always do those, like, cross-run, like, like sports people? Yeah. Athletes? Sports people? Yeah, oh, you know, those sportsy guys? (laughs) The sportsy people? Yeah. Um, John wakes up, sitting upright, in this little, like... He's the last one awake in this very may have been recently made while they were knocked out. Yeah. Thatched. This was a really long opening credit sequence, by the way, right before this, because I think this comes like they wake up after credits, right? Yeah, they do wake up after credits. Um, 
he's thinking things could be worse. Mm. They've been in wor- they've woken up worse places. I mean, they didn't wake up in a wraith nest. Yeah. So there's that. And yeah, there is no consoling Ronan. Yeah, Ronan is not doing good at all. In fact, it's interesting to see Ronan take on so much emotion this episode. 100%. He says, I think, also more words in this episode. Yeah. Well, I feel like this is the thing, right, where Ronan is stoic and, like, you know, hard and, yeah. and only angry because it's like breaking the seal. 100%. Like, he's like, I just can't break the seal. 100%. And I think just being on this planet breaks the fucking seal. Yes. Yeah. Do I think he's, like, going to be going seeing Heitmeyer after this? No. But. Oh no! Oh <laughs> yeah. no! But he, you might he's, find him crying to it into his beer every like now and he, then. Like he, yeah, he, he. It's the first step in working through the PTSD yeah, of this situation. Yeah, he'll get there. He'll get there. So he'll get to where he's seen Heidmeier, but it's not happening tomorrow. It's no. Um, he's he's full guilt tripping right now, yeah. and even yeah. as John says, like. Look, we're gonna run across a planet that you were on as a runner sooner or later. Yeah, that was bound to happen. Yeah. Um, and we get our first flashback, first of many flashbacks this episode. Um, the night he first came to the village and just collapsed, exhausted, almost dead. Mm-hmm. And I'm just gonna call him crotchety old guy. Because <laughs> I yeah. didn't... I, his name... It starts with the K. It's not one that's intuitive pronounced. What did I call him? I keep not hearing it in the episode, and he dies pretty soon. So, crotch of the old guy. I just, yeah, I think I just called him village, village dude. Yeah. So, yeah, I'll take crotch of the old guy. You know, guy. yelled at his daughter to, like, hey, don't go to the random stranger that has fallen collapsed in the middle of town in the yeah. middle of the night. Okay. Um, it's the same guy who's giving him the stink eye now. And he does seem... Let's just say not happy to see Ronan again. Yeah. <laughs> and we get a flashback to the daughter tending Ronan, food, drink, healing, tending. Um, also, pretty soon after that, the Wraith came to this yep. town. Uh, and didn't just call the people and feed on them, but like explosions, fires, destruction. Yeah. It was not great. They were specifically looking for Ronan. Mm-hmm. Ronan apologizes. Crotchyoldi is like, "Fuck you! I don't accept." Yeah, it was what like yeah no. We're still mad and we're gonna stay mad and there's nothing you can do except die. Yeah, like I'm just, I don't believe you. So John tries to convince him. Yeah, uh, can't say the wraith aren't gonna be back, but they're not gonna be back because of Ronan. Which you're like right. Dude, you can keep talking, John. I don't think it's going to make that much of a difference. Yeah, yeah. The, again, their minds are not going to change this easily. Um, and the way they're going to ensure that the Wraith do not come back to this village is because they are going to sacrifice Ronin, the Wraithbringer, to the Wraith. I mean, that's quite the nickname. Yeah. Uh, it's not what I want to carry. No. <laughs> Taylor just steps up going, hi, look, we haven't really met, um, but if you believe the Wraith, I have a bridge in Brooklyn to sell you. Yeah. Also, you're a fucking idiot. Yeah. Hi, I'm Taylor, rational adult human here to tell you about the Wraith. Yeah. The Wraith don't actually care in keeping deals made with villages. They will just alter the deal. Yeah. Every single time. 
guys, why would you believe the wraith? Um. Yeah, he's she's like, like we're, and we're gonna- I even fell for what's his face. Yeah, last episode, and even I know that you can't trust the wraith, <laughs> and I failed the wisdom save. Anyway, yeah, Taylor's just like, I don't understand how you think you can believe them. Like, yeah. just the look on her face is just kind of incredulous. Like, yeah. are you fucking dumb? Yeah, are you you dumb dummies? Um, but it's a bit too late. They've already activated the wraith homing beacon that the wraith left with them last time. Good times. Yeah. In the infirmary, McKay is doped up. He's enjoying all the drugs. And and he's seeing pretty colored horses. I think Jester was there. Oh yeah, yeah, the yeah. unicorns. Yeah, they're the hamster unicorns. unicorns. Uh, sapping him for sure. Uh, do you? Here's the thing. Do you think Carson accidentally gave him too much morphine? I yeah. I think Carson. He was, does admit he goes. Well, he was so difficult. Yeah. So therefore, I think that he quote unquote. I think he just kind of stuck uh, a few more CCs. He shifted the math a yeah. little yeah, 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 in yeah. his favor. Uh-huh. He rounded up, if you will, <laughs> in a situation where maybe you would normally round down. Yeah. Um, because he's like, yeah, he's got a decent constitution. So. The issue is, though, being so doped up as he is, mm-hmm. he can't really give any intel for a rescue plan. Yeah, I, I love how annoyed, um, uh, I can't remember who this is. Is it Major Rutherford, I think? I don't even know. Major Face? Yeah, Major Face is like, I need you to tell me where <laughs> it's like, bro, have you ever been around drunk people? You're yeah. not going to get anything intelligent out of him. McKay's just like, I lost the guy with the messy hair. Yeah. And then the, the pretty girl and the caveman. <laughs> I do. I mean, accurate descriptions. 100%. Super accurate descriptions. Um... Carson's like, well, you're pretty much guaranteed the village has arrows. <laughs> yeah. Probably something that fires arrows. Yeah, probably arrow f- shooting things. And McKay just sings gluteus <laughs> Yeah. I do like, I think what's one of the, yeah, okay, McKay, go back to Sleepy Town. Yeah. It's the best. Yeah. Drunk McKay. I, I think he's gonna enjoy that. I, I'm... I see McKay being one of those guys later on when him and Carson are just having like a cool, easy afternoon being yeah. like, how about you like yeah, shoot me up with one of those little, feel good drugs a little, little bit. morphine? Just a little bit. <laughs> just just a tiny bit. For someone who suffers the amount of anxiety he yes. does, I bet that would be very inviting. 100%. Um, and I speak from experience. <laughs> for someone who was put on morphine <laughs> for something once and was like... I feel good. Yeah. This feels very good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I have not... I know, I've not been on morphine before. Uh-huh. I've been on the... Uh, what's the other one? Hydrocort... Uh, the coating? Yeah. I've been on that. Um, when they drilled out all I've four wisdom teeth before. at once. Yeah. Those don't hit the same way. But maybe it was because the morphine I was... I just sleepy. Uh, the morphine was intravenous. Oh yeah, and so that may have a very different. Oh yeah, version it, well, of reaction. It's, it's fun because of how you feel it come on. <laughs> You're like, oh, there it is. 
this and that's where your brain stops and your brain just blue screens yep <laughs> and then you're like everything's fine now everything is awesome i don't even need to be in the hospital i'm, I'm gonna great. go run a marathon now i'm fine and they're like you're probably not you should lay down <laughs> i am a superhero i feel so much better than i did when i got here guys guys I know kung fu. Yeah, guys, guys, it's it's fine. It's the fine. Matrix. I'll do my own surgery. Just give me, just give me it. I'll feel nothing. <laughs> so Ronan wants to talk to the village leader, and after just asking to talk to the village leader, does not work. Uh, he tries to be more persuasive. Yeah. <laughs> here's here's the thing we've learned: if you think you have all of Ronan's knives. You're missing about five. No, you never have all of Ronan's knives. Ronan doesn't even know how many knives Ronan has. No, and also, don't get that fucking close to... Like, that guy, at this point... I don't want to say he deserved to be held at knife point, but, like... Don't give Ronan the opportunity. You were walking into. (laughs) Exactly. Well, and so knives on Ronan is like finding dog hairs on on your clothes. Yeah. You're never going to get them all. Like, Ronan just kind of has them yeah. and has been collecting them for yeah. hundreds of years. He he they're like they I, never leave him. I guarantee you he's someone who like at some point like, oh I remember putting a knife there. Oh look. It's like when you find something at the bottom of your purse, you're like, oh look at that. Yeah. So once he has the guy hostage, he really wants to talk to Crotch the old dude. Yep. Just tell me what I'm trying to all my shit back to, uh... Oh, that one's already on airport mode. Okay, we're rolling. We're rolling. Um, guys, we're trying to make any edits we do really not noticeable to you guys. But this one's probably going to be a little edible because we had to pause the pod for about a good half hour. Yeah. Because remember how we said that we were uh, worked in the news and we're news junkies and we've been in a holding pattern for a week? Um... In the middle of well, recording this podcast, the future of the country has just been altered. Yeah. So <laughs> it felt like a good reason to stop. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's, it's, it would have been a very hard for us to continue reporting or recording past it as the recording, as if nothing were happening, uh, started rolling in of all the major news networks calling the election and calling Pennsylvania. So. <laughs> Congratulations, President-elect Joe Biden and Vice President-elect Kamala Harris. Holy moly! Um, first woman, first woman of color. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh-huh, uh-huh. In that seat. Uh huh. Uh huh. Um, yeah. Yeah. We got a lot of work ahead of us, but I think that we're in capable hands. Hundred percent. So now that the news, we are, you know, really, really what this is, is we are reporting to you breaking news that you will get days later is really what we're doing. Yeah. You know what? This will be a nice little like uh, document if somebody wants to use this (laughs) in some sort of school report that they're doing about the 2020 presidential election. Uh Feel free. Yeah. Um. We are breaking the news. We are normally behind the scenes of the news, but in this case, we're forefront of the news that you are getting multiple days later. So... Okay. Uh, where were we? Um, uh, Ronan has the knife to his own neck now. Ah, uh, yes. Which Ronan... <laughs> John clearly is like, let's not? For obvious reasons. Um, Ronan, using more words than Ronan has used in almost entire episodes before. Uh-huh. 
you know, explains that he didn't want the Wraith to come here. Like, he should have stayed away, yes. Like, he's truly sorry he ever came to this village. Um, and you know what? Honestly, if handing Ronan over to the Wraith is really going to keep this village safe, he's like, cool. Totes do it. Yep. I'm down for it. Go to town. Turn me over. But, like, these two are innocent. Let my Let people them go. go. Let my people go. When Cameron went to <laughs> Egypt town, <laughs> let my Cameron go. Um, okay. That's my Ferris Bueller for y'all. <laughs> and, uh, and I just have to say, this is the first part of, I guess it goes without saying, um, but Jace Momoa gets the Terra Award for oh, this podcast. This is the Terra Action Star. The Terra Badass Award. The last action hero. Yeah. The Terra. This is the cliche. I mean, this whole episode is could also just be AKA action movie. AKA Die Hardest. <laughs> Terminator 2. He does have a Terminator pose. I was gonna I, well, I was, later in the notes. I was like trying to figure out how to make an amalgam of like um, a bunch of yeah, and add Satita in there somehow to alien hard instead of die hard. It's Dex hard. Dex hard. <laughs> With I can't vengeance. find it. <laughs> With it, um. Rise of the Satitas. Satitan. <laughs> Rise of the Satitan. Yeah. It's Dexhard 3. Rise. I was trying of to the find a way Satitan. to be like, to find a La Femme Nikita, but it's like, uh, I think it'd be La Om La, Ronin, but that doesn't work. Ah, I hate this all. Okay, La, let's just La keep Dude La Ronin. La Dude La Ronin. <laughs> La Dude La Ronin. <laughs> Um, live like, free or die harder <laughs> I don't know <laughs> so either way like you either let them go uh-huh. or I will be dead when the wraith arrive yeah as he shoves the knife a little deeper into his throat yeah uh, believe him super believe him yeah. also you know somehow Jason Boa was like that knife's probably sharp too yeah it's like <laughs> he's actually shoving it against his skin like a yeah. dude after a bit of a standoff, Crotchety Old Man tells his people to let John and Taylor go, and they clearly do not want to leave and clearly have no choice about the matter. Yeah, this this part's tough, because if you're Taylor and Shepard, yeah. it's, what the fuck do you do? Exactly. Uh, and they are, uh, and then Ronan is knocked out with a dart again. Yeah. So back in Atlantis, Chuck sees it as John's IDC in the incoming wormhole. Mm-hmm. As soon as he gets to the gate, he's like, I want vests, I want guns, I want people. Uh, we're going back All for Ronan. Yep. Uh, he's like, oh, those people who were about to come rescue me, we'll take them too. Yep, we need everybody. Uh, and he explains why Ronan is not there with them. It was 15 minutes to get to the gate. The Wraith could already be there at this point. No time. So no time. No Let's time roll. for love, <laughs> Dr. Jones. <laughs> I'd, look, my brain's mush now. It's so we have. We Thankfully, have, this is an action film. We have enough energy for this podcast, and yes. that's it. But it is too late. The next time we see Ronan, he is already back on a wraith hive ship, being yeah. dragged into the throne room, and is not a queen, 
But I'm just gonna call this guy gnarly. This is, okay. My actual reaction to him was ew. Like yeah. <laughs> this guy's just gross. I just call him gnarly. Yeah, he's the head boss. If anyone's played The Last of Us Two, yeah, he's the creepy hospital boss. Oh, he's hundred percent the final boss in the video game. Yeah, he's creepy hospital boss. If y'all know what I'm talking about, that's the equivalent of ill that he made me feel. And it's clear that these two have history. Yep. Uh, and shocker of shockers, pray I do not alter the deal further. Clearly the Wraith did. When mm. Taylor and John and the others get back to the village after being gone for only 30 minutes, everyone is dead or called or burnt. I, I or- wish I wish Taylor had a bit more of a sense of humor. And I granted this is a really shitty time because it these is. people are all dead. Yeah. But I kind of wanted her to go into like a little mock tirade of like, oh no, <laughs> they didn't keep their end of the bargain. Call me, or color just, me, shocked. or just be like, told ya. Yeah. Think, the, thankfully, they yeah. do find Ronan's blaster. Yeah. That's the only remnant of Ronin. <laughs> As the Wraith High ship flies towards what we obviously find out is Satita, um, we see them insert another device into Ronin's back, which clearly it barely hurts. Clearly they just dosed him up on lidocaine. Yeah. Clearly barely feels anything. Uh-huh. Uh, and the Wraith just tells him, gnarly tells him that uh, they fed on everyone on Satita and now he will watch Ronin die there as well. Cool, cool, cool. Everything's fine. So the dart dives down and drops him off on post-apocalyptic street Satita mm-hmm. uh, in almost the Terminator stance. Yeah. And he's ready to go. He's, this is where he's like, uh, bonus action rage? Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Um, he, he looks around and this is we start getting more flashbacks to the Wraith attack on this planet. And we see him in like all his glory. Yeah. Looking clean, looking fresh, looking in charge. Uh, is this for the, yeah I, I took me a minute I was so um I love this set yeah it reminded me of the lost city of Katesh from Rise of the Tomb Raider <laughs> so if any of y'all played Rise of the Tomb Raider this is what I imagine the lost city of Katesh would look like during the daytime if it had access to the sun okay <laughs> that makes all the sense to me that it needs yeah, yep. it's as much as it needs to um, back in the cur- and we saw, we saw like very much snapshots yeah. there of stuff. Um, back in the current, he just starts running. Yeah. Um, through his own past, some great different types of shots here. Um, you can see again how this budget, this episode had a huge budget. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's heading somewhere very specific, which is on top of a roof where he can see the Stargate. That we. It's where we find out he was running to. Yep. Uh, and right until that moment where he turns around and then the hive ship hits it with weapons fire from orbit. And there's no longer a Stargate there. Yeah. Sucks to suck. Okay, again, bye. The effect shot here is beautiful. Yes. It's beautiful. Oh, yeah. And then a dart drops a wraith off with weird sunglasses. Can we talk about the sunglasses? Yeah, I don't get it. Well, the idea is, as you look at them later, like, the Wraith has natural night vision. Right, which probably means during the daytime. He needs the sunglasses. I'm just talking specifically about the design of them. (laughs) I'm trying to remember. I feel like I can't recall them. They look like weird modified swimming goggles. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
Uh, you know, the Wraith aren't really known for their style. But the thing is, is like on those Wraith, on like the long haired, not drone Wraith, everything is so slick. That's true. And so like, like metal, like it. Those just maybe they're a metaphor to remind us that they do have a weakness. I don't know. They're just ugly. Everything is so not that. There is the ugly. one thing that is that. Back in the Atlantis conference room, uh, John and Taylor, like, they know Ronan is still alive. Oh, yeah. Um, and mainly based on the fact that previously the Wraith made a sport of killing Ronan. Ronan escaped. Therefore, they want even more of their sport back. Yeah, and they literally do treat this whole thing very Hunger Games-like. Very Hunger Games. Like, they're just like, let's just throw all this shit in there and watch how long this guy can survive. And I'm, you know, I wouldn't be surprised that those drones are capturing more footage that they're broadcast back and someone's making bets on all this shit. It's Wraith TV. It's Wraith TV. (laughs) Um, And as John goes, points out that Ronan will not go quietly into the night. He will not go gentle into that dark night. He will rage. Rage against because the dying of the light. Today will be known as a national... I like how differently we went with that. <laughs> today will no longer be known as a national holiday. <laughs> um, so, they, uh... Their only hope of finding him is hoping that they put in a, another tracking signal. Into yeah. I got distracted because my dogs I'm have an entire tree limb. Distracted by the it's same like thing. It's not even a branch. It's it's, it's a legit leaves and all limb ripped off like, a tree freshly. Like if if you found a nest a, a bird's nest on that, I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> okay, that's all. Um. Anyway, so they're like, let's really hope that the wraith put another tracker in him. We <laughs> yeah. have their old tracker. Yep. And yes, if it looks if it might be impossible. We're gonna look to McKay, his grumpy ass. Uh, you know, give him a couple more of those morphine. <laughs> a couple okay. CCs of morphine. He'll figure it out. Can you imagine his brain, like that brain of it? Although we have learned that his brain works better because of the anxiety. Yeah. No. Yeah, imagine if it weren't motivated by the anxiety, but instead yeah. like opened up to these weird like neural pathways. Or just as motivated by food. That's true. But just imagine like the things he would come I up know. with. Um, anyway, but he he gets a little less grumpy, and he again he realizes they have the old one reverse engineer. We can find the signal. Um, so mm-hmm. Ronan starts digging through a house. I'm assuming his old house. Yeah, it's improvised weapons time. Yes, looking for anything useful, and he finds a blade because I guess finally we did find all of Ronan's blades. <laughs> yeah, for the first time. Uh, and we or flash- or he hasn't been able he to find. He just forgot it. that he has another one on him somewhere. Yeah. We flash back to Ronan and Melina getting getting it on. Yep. Just getting it on. Just doing the things that people do when they love each other. Doing it and doing it and doing <laughs> it. Uh, uh, and after we we see all these like flashes uh, of of her not wanting Ronan to go, mm. and then we see her in front of a window dressed as a nurse. We later find out um, as an explosion breaks through the window around her. And back in the current, he continues to use to build his little makeshift knife, and he hears a noise, and he pauses, and sunglasses has, dun, dun, dun. has taken his sunglasses off, and is his tracking his movements on his little Palm Pilot. He's now unsunglasses. He do, and we see his eyes glow. Yep. 
and he has a natural dark vision. Uh-huh. But even with that, Ronan gets the drop on him. Yeah. And a fight ensues. And, like, it's a really kind of cool visual fight because it's, like, half in strobe light, half in night vision. Yeah. yeah it, this is pretty cool. Here's what I wonder, right? So how did this go? Did they just shoot the whole thing regular and then apply effects after? I have and a then hunch. just like, or did they just throw a flashbang? Like, how much of this was practical? How much of this was post? I think, um, I think they had the flashing. It's just a nice little strobe. I think the flashing was practical, um, and I think it's one of those where they just put like GoPro attached, was just the camera oh, point yeah. of view, and just affected that for the night vision. Amazing. Yeah, and then just a bunch of quick cuts. Yep. And I do we that moment where you're just waiting with the closed door. Uh-huh. Until Ronan kicks it open. Dun, dun, dun. And just storms off. Very Mortal Kombat style. Ronan wins. Also, I'm just saying, I don't know if I've said this on the Fatality. podcast. Fatality. I don't know if I've said this on the podcast before. Um, guys, I have a, uh, I, I like vests. <laughs> and, uh... It's a good vest in this episode. It is a very good muscle-bound, muscle-fold... Leather vest. Vest. Yeah. Like, this is like a hot summer's day vest. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm here for it, is See all I'm saying. my vest. I've also vest. never saw the appeal of chaps. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I grew up with a lot of Western wear. Yeah. So I'm good with chaps. Yeah, I've never, like, understood them. I feel like I do now. <laughs> I'm proud. So, John comes looking for McKay in his lab, musing how sometimes you don't appreciate the simple things in life, like sitting as he's laying on his stomach working at his laptop. And John, you know, doesn't really envy him because it must be a real pain in the ass. Mm -hmm. And, well, John doesn't really want to... He worked on that one a lot longer than he wants to admit on. <laughs> he was just... It's, it's, I bet it's like he was just trying to find the right place to work it into the conversation. Yeah. He had it. He He's just didn't know for, where. Yeah. He's like, here, we'll just drop it here. But otherwise, it's going pretty well. McKay has definitely limited the power to the old transmitter, so uh -huh. he can pick up the frequency, but not, like, call Wraith to Atlantis. Yep. Um, and once he calibrates the long-range sensors of the city to pick up through subspace, they won't be limited to just the small corner of the galaxy. Yep. And pretty soon, McKay has a map of seven runners they can assume throughout the galaxy. Um, and McKay's pretty sure he knows which one Ronin is, because one of the dots he knows is on Satita. Here's the other fun thing. Like, this is cool. I love that he finds him. But also, there's six other runners. Yeah. Do we ever address that? Or I don't know. Them? I don't know. I'm going to take a drink. Because we've met one runner, and he's proven to be quite the valuable asset to the team. Accurate. Imagine having six more of them. Just Accurate. That out there. Here's a question Are they all going to have the temperaments of Ronan? No. No, they're not. <laughs> That doesn't mean they can't be assets. No, I, I agree with it. I agree. Mm -hmm. uh, Ronan is running. Speaking of runners. Um, and we see this little drone for half a second. Yeah. He's leaping over stairs, leaping over balconies, diving under a hatch in a warehouse space. And we see the drone follow him. Very like, it's very Star Wars drone-y. Yeah. 
this is what I think is part of the Wraith TV. You know, yeah. it's just a drunk camera. 100%. 100%. Yeah. Uh, in the briefing room, they realize they can't dial to Satita. Yeah. And they're like, maybe the Stargate's disabled. And I'd be like, mm, try again. <laughs> Caldwell is of the view that, like, we can only assume there is a Wraith Hive ship in orbit. Yes. Um, the Daedalus doesn't do well against Hive ships. He's like, nah, bro, we've been here. And McKay's like, look, we're just going to fly in, beam them up, fly out. Yeah, how easily are you going to be able to get down to the planet yeah, and beam them up? Yeah. Um, he's like, we can't, we can't just sneak in. Yeah. And Caldwell, for his part, says he has, doesn't want to put his crew and their only ship here in the galaxy at risk for one man. Yep. And John... It's not wrong. It's utilitarianism at its best, and, telling him... And John just sort of loudly to himself adds that it's one man who isn't U.S. military. Well, that may be true, but it doesn't change this. Even, I think even if it were a U- military man... Caldwell would have to consider Which, entire ship one man. Caldwell does take offense. Yep. To to that line. Um, Let's be honest. He might say the same thing if it were Shepard down there. And you know, John's like, look, Ronan is a member of my team. Ronan yep. deserves respect. And yep. we're adds the line that you don't leave anyone behind. Yep. That is, you know, one of the tenets of U.S. military. Yep. Don't leave anyone behind. So this Caldwell true. obviously takes offense to Weir's insinuation yeah. at that. He's like, don't, don't preach to me on that subject. Yeah, don't, don't tell me what I'm about. So, fine. The compromise is, is that the Dalis is going to get close. You guys get that out loud, the boy, this bubby. Yeah, yeah. Um, the Daedalus is going to get close, and John is going to, and his team is going to take a cloak jumper to the planet. He's basically like, fine, I won't take you to the mall. Yeah. Because it's like, it's it's this, right? Where I grew up, there was a lot of concerts and things. Yeah. And it's like, I'm not pulling into that parking lot. I will never get out if I try <laughs> to get into that arena's parking lot. They're yeah. going to make me pay 20 bucks. I will leave you down the street at the corner. You can walk from there. That's, That's what this conversation basically is. basically what it is. Yeah. Um, so, and Carson, Carson volunteers for tribute. Yeah. Carson, Um, me too, because I am a damn hero. (laughs) Yeah. He's going to go remove the tracking device on the planet like he did the last time. Yep. And Caldwell's like, look, I ain't going to bail you out if you get in trouble, John. And John's like, two things. A, you say that like we're always getting into trouble. (laughs) And like, B... There's still a good chance Caldwell will go in there and save you, John. Yeah, you could say that all you want, Mom. Yeah. But I know that you're <laughs> going to help me out at the end of the day. So, it is very much like parent 100%. behavior. So Rhoda walks. I'm not going to take you to the store in the middle of the night. <laughs> Again. Again. If you tell me that you have this project due late night. But I also don't want you to get a shitty grade. So we're here we go to Walmart because it's the only thing open this late. Here I go again to the Walmart. So Ronan walks sort of in an underground base or bunker when he comes across some bodies and we get flashes to people in his unit. Yeah, these flashbacks, man. Yeah, guessing he knows these men. Uh-huh. Um, he picks up one of their guns and we see a flash of him leading them. 
uh, as as he takes some of the armor off yeah. the corpses. Oof, oof, this is a tough one. Yeah. And he makes his way to an armory, and as he's digging through, we have another flashback to his unit all trying to take out some wraith ships that are in the skies. Yeah. I do love this idea of, like, it's almost like every time he hits a flashback, he does another round of rage. Yeah. 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 It's, uh, he just, he's creeping up towards that frenzied rage, which he gets to soon. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. He's getting there. Uh, and Ronan finds some ammo, like, was it the bandolier ar- ar- ammo? Yeah. Is that what yeah. that's called? The, it's uh, like the Chewbacca? The Chewy ammo, yeah. <laughs> Let's just call it the Chewy. Let's just all officially name it the Chewy yeah. ammo. So we we see a wraith, a different wraith, walking down the corridor, checking his tracker, checking around. Yep. And then eventually looking up. This is my favorite shot of the entire episode. Listen, Ronan has some core strength, yo. Yeah. Uh, he is holding himself up with his legs and one hand with the other hand about to kill the wraith. Well, as if that wasn't enough to make this shot be cool. Yeah. Like, it's just the way that it's just like dark, dark, dark. Adjust yeah. your eyes. Uh-huh. Oh, look, it's death yes. coming to greet you from above. <laughs> Basically. That's such a cool shot. I am the angel of death. Yeah. So he drops down and, and instantly hears, turns and sees the drone. Yeah. And he tells the camera on the drone, which we see the gnarly wraith watching, that he'll have to do better than that. It's his scrying machine. It is a scrying, scrying eye. Scrying wraith. Scrying eye. <laughs> watching you. <laughs> and I like how it's projected on the smoke, like in Sequest. <laughs> um, and then Ronan has one of many ultimate hero moments. The slow-mo, toss-the-grenade-over-your-shoulder walk. Can we talk about how overly done but appropriate yeah. this scene is? It's... Like, they go hard. It. You know what? I'm good with it. I am... I, I'm... Yes. <laughs> it happened um, this is just one of those shows where when you're gonna lean into it, man, I want you to lean all the way into it. <laughs> Dude, that's the thing, right? Is when you're gonna go for the cheese fest, yeah. go all in. Exactly. Yeah. So, I'm surprised that Ronan doesn't tell Shepard, welcome to the party, pal, when he shows up, <laughs> finally. Okay. Uh, we get a flashback and we hear the, the chieftain's speech. Um, and how they will not bow to invaders and they must put bravery on the line. It's very Independence Day, Churchill-like. Yeah. Um, and The last hope to inspire courage. And I'm pretty sure, like, the corrupt Kel is not the chieftain, like, the way they talk about it. Yeah. Um, but Kel, who is corrupt, um, Ronan comes home. He is pissed that, that uh, Melina is not packing. Yeah. He's just like, I literally traded everything we have to get you on the staff of this corrupt politician because they get to go through the gate and you'll be safe. Yep. Here's what I wonder, right? As we meet, um, as we meet Melina. Yeah. And we learn that Ronan was one who was like, let's get the fuck out of here. Yeah. I'm right behind you. Um, I'm only here because I'm a soldier and I have to be. Yeah. But Melina was like, fuck that. Even though I have this choice to leave, I'm here for my people. It makes me wonder how much of Ronan's bravery is actually a tribute to Melina. Because he's a runner. 
he's and a he's runner. always been a runner, it yeah. sounds like. And his first instinct is to get out. Well, and, and it's and, one of those where... And not to, you know, degrade who he is. It's mm-hmm. more just like a, did he find his bravery because of her? I actually think it's more of... I think it's more of... There was, like... Ronan was a realist. He goes, I would yeah. have stayed here and fight to the last man when there's still a chance. It's a little bit like John, where he's like, yeah. if it's a losing battle, I'm not going to sit here and sacrifice my sights sure. for a losing battle. Sure. But if there was still a chance that they were going to be able to defeat, he's like, it just took all our effort to get two darts out of the sky, and now there's a ship the size of the city coming. Like, yeah. I would like you to stay safe. Yeah. Because I love you. But, you know, you think about these moments, and then I think about the moment when he and McKay wake up in the race ship. Yeah. I feel like that's Milena talking. I think it was. I think... I think... Where he's like, you don't quit till you're dead. Yeah. I think that, um... That, bef- that pre, pre-runner, Ronan was a little bit more of the realist. Yeah. And post-runner, he's like... I am Batman. It's, it's... In terms of... Yeah. It's kind of like how we... Ta- I think we talked about this when we did the D&D episode for the characters. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Where pre-runner... He was fighter. He was a fighter. Yes. He And, and now, like, he, he gained this relentless fury, this rage, yeah. this whatever this is. Because of this particular experience we're about to witness. It's, it, yeah, it is this, and it is just the act of fighting. That's where he got his barbarian. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. Yep. That I completely agree with. Um, she doesn't want to go. She works at the hospital. She's a nurse. Yeah. Fucking nurses. Badass. Fucking badass. All of them. Yeah. Uh, and he gets a little forced, but he's like, look, hospitals aren't going to do jack shit. Do you know what is coming for us? Yeah. He's like, there's not going to be hospitals. Yeah. That is something that they are telling the people who aren't going to be making off planet to make them feel a little bit better. Yep. He's like, I'm in the know. I know past the bullshit. I want you to not be on this planet so that you don't die. Yeah. Um, and... And the thing is, he's not wrong. He's not he's wrong. He's not wrong, but she's not wrong to want to stick to her moral ethics. Either. Exactly. Because he's like, she's like, well, why, why aren't you? He's like, because I have no choice. Like, yeah, I, yeah, he's a soldier and he's not going to abandon this post. Yeah. Until they're, until later when we see where he's like, no, there's no post left. <laughs> yeah. There's no post to not abandon. Um, <laughs> Insert the meme of the guy pointing to his head. You can't abandon your post if there's no post exactly. to abandon. Exactly. <laughs> And and she thinks that they are strong enough to put up a fight. She thinks... It, it's also, I think... I think there is a difference here of... I don't know if she's seen the same things or has the same intel or knowledge that he has. Because she's like, well, if we put up a big enough fight and we, like, show that we're not going to go quietly, then the Wraith aren't going to... We're not going to be worth their time and they're going to go to another planet where it'll be easier to call. It sounds to me like she's gotten... Um, I don't know if propaganda is the right word, but whatever PR has been put out there yes. to keep people calm. Which is, which is as Ronan said earlier, that is what they're putting out to keep yeah. people calm. Yeah. He's like, I've seen the shit coming for us. Yeah, exactly. He's like, it ain't, it ain't, it ain't it. Exactly. Um, and we know that the Wraith aren't just going to stop 
because they just, the they, humans are putting That's not how it goes. Yeah. It almost makes it worse. Yeah, they almost like it better. Like, the more you struggle, the more fun it is to eat you. Well, it's also more of, if if you don't struggle, then we're just going to call some people and we'll be back later. But if you do right, struggle, then it's going to... we got to make sure to de- decimate you. We're going to burn the entire place down. Yep. Yep. Um... It ain't it, and we see that this is actually the larger scene that we saw the little flashes of earlier. And on the street, there's more Wraith. Mm-hmm. Um, this scene, this warehouse scene, we see what is seemingly random guns and blasters lying uh-huh. around. This is the video game scene 100%. where you're like, why are they giving me so much ammo? Yeah. Why are they giving me so much ammo? Yeah. Where is the bad guy? Uh-huh. This is going to be real bad. Uh-huh. This is going to be awful. Uh-huh. It's a ballroom blitz. Uh-huh. <laughs> so the, the, the one wraith comes in and we see Ronan hiding behind a box. And then Ronan pops up and with one shot takes the drone out and then ducks back down. And we <laughs> see more wraith popping out of their own hiding spots Yikes. all over the warehouse to fire on him. <laughs> They're all firing his position. We see the box he's sitting behind start to break away, and time slows. Yeah. This is the part where I'm like, I would play this episode as a video game. 100%. Please give me this episode as a VR video game. We um, And we see Ronan's flashback as he watches all the members of his own team that he led fall. Every single one. Every single one. Big yike. And we see their dead bodies... And that, if he wasn't beforehand, that is when Ronan rages. This is relentless, reckless attack. Oh, I have that later. Fr- okay. He's, he's, he's... Oh, yeah, he's that, I know when now. that happens. He's not frenzied. He's just reckless. Yeah. Uh, this scene is awesome. Uh-huh. Of course, all of those guns were strategically placed, and the use of slow-mo in these shots, like the ones they choose to do in slow-mo is yeah. awesome I, I, I don't know what else to say about the scene but I fucking love it it's just uh it's a ballroom blitz it had That's been I, I think I'm gonna so much that. fun to film yeah um end of story and just as Ronan gets his one moment of victory we see that one of the wraith I think it's the one who was up on the roof in the scaffolding uh-huh. has a bomb in his chest oh cool 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 and then Ronan goes running yep and we see the explosion from outside the it's a big bada boom yeah it's, uh, well, it's one of those, like, no matter what, we're going to kill this dude. Yeah. So if you're down, then you get to die. Volunteer yourself as bomb. On the Daedalus. Yeah. I have a hunch, Grace, that you liked this scene. Oh, this was pretty great. Uh, I think John is, like, playing video games. Uh-huh. So it's like a... It's He's a, got, it's like, a, a PSP. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and Taylor comes in, and I have to pause before we do the scene, and I just want to go... I love that shirt cut on everyone. Which one is it? It's like, it's it's almost like, I think it's a, um, a racer back, and it's just oh. like that nice V cut. Yeah. It just looks fucking awesome. It is a good look. Um, so she wanted to come and thank John for going after Ronan like this. Yep. And he's like, I mean, why the, why the fuck wouldn't we? Yeah. I mean, it's Ronan. You're my bro, bro. And she's like, well, he's an outsider. And he's like, no? Yeah. And Taylor admits, he's like, look, to you and to Weir and the core group, yes, you include me. But to everyone else, 
I am still seen. I still feel like I'm seen as an outsider. Yeah. On Atlantis. Yeah. Um, and this shows her how far they would go for someone who isn't from Earth. Yeah. And I get that. And I get that feeling of, you know, when you try to assimilate from one culture to the other, mm-hmm. you can do well and, 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 and succeed in it. But still feel like you're a little bit on the outside mm-hmm. forever. Um, a moment like this seems to to John like this is just what I do. Yeah. But it's huge. It's huge for someone like Taylor who's so, um, doesn't have a lot of people left. Do some people take a lifetime <laughs> for a moment like this? <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I couldn't help it. Um, <laughs> John pauses and he's like, look, I'm not good with, I mean, I'm terrible at the whole, like, I feel like this expressing. is just him going, feelings. And Taylor's just like, you mean you're shitty at feelings? She's like, yes. Yeah, I and- love the amount of she just putting words there yeah. for him <laughs> to, like, step up. Like, she's laying out words like jackets over puddles. Uh-huh. 100%. So that he can figure out how the fuck to walk through this thing. 100%. And I love it. Feelings um, and he's is like, hard Yeah, we're both that. And, like, I have really shitty, she's like, social skills? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, I friends at you. Why else would I fly helicopters in the remotest places of Earth? Because I don't want to people with people. Yeah, I don't know how to be... Well, and that's the thing, right? It's not even I don't want to, is I don't know how. And I don't I'm know how to people. It. Think about it. If you think of, like, you know, a guy that looks like Shepard shouldn't have a hard time getting no. girls. Yeah. And yet, yeah. he's not a ladies' man. He's not. Why? Because he are bad at <laughs> people. Like, I feel like he's speaking whale every time he tries to speak about yes. feelings. So, um... And, and he's like, look, uh, I, before all this, I didn't have, uh, and she's like, friends? She's like, he's like, no, I had friends. I had friends. That's not it. I didn't, he, didn't, he didn't have friends. And he goes, but. Ta- Narrator, but he didn't have friends. <laughs> he's like, but you and Weir and Ronan and Carson and even McKay, it's the closest thing he has to family. We're family. Oh, that's Anybody? the other AKA. We're oh, fam- Hana means family. Did you ever watch James and the Giant Peach? The, uh, maybe once. There was a song in that that was like, we're family, all of us, and you. And I think of that first. And I don't know why I know that song. I'm not sure that I've seen the film James and the Giant Peach. <laughs> but it exists. Anyway. And, uh, and he's like, look, I would do anything for all of you. I, even if, that, <laughs> and I would do anything. For love. I, uh, guys, I irrationally enjoy meatloaf. <laughs> it's kind of great. Um, let me sleep on it. I'll tell you how I uh-huh, feel. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, and he was like, "Look, I would give my life the way Ronan did in a heartbeat if it meant saving any of you." Yeah. Um, and I like how. When you get the shots on Joe Flanagan, he is looking everywhere but at Taylor. Which is exactly, exactly what Shepard would do. Also, I love it so what much. I do. Yeah. 
Don't look in my face. Um, those who know me know that I am real bad with eye contact. <laughs> well, especially when it's that much feelings. Yeah. And I get yeah. that. And I have to learn that because I live in these. I like yes. to, like, white knuckle my way through feelings. Yeah. And, and, and I, like, uh, which is, I think, one of the reasons why Jesse and I are, are made for each other. Because I'm like, look at me as I feel all of these feels. Like, Notice all of my feels. While I'm not quite at John's level, I'm like, look, those feels are back in a corner behind a door. I am feels adjacent. Locked. Feeling adjacent. Like, sometimes I may open that, but, like, it's, they're shoved in there pretty deep. Yeah. Whereas um. <laughs> I'm like the little mermaid with all of, <laughs> look at these feels, isn't they neat? <laughs> Wouldn't Would you, you think, think my collection's feel- <laughs> complete? <laughs> um, and and then I like the awkward hand pat he does. That's the part where I cried. <laughs> I will admit this is. He's like, and I'm leaving now. Because he wants a hug. Yeah, and he doesn't. He wants a hug, and I bet if Taylor hugged him. He would relax into it. After a second. He'd well, be, yeah, he'd be it would take a second. And then relax. Once he realized that she wasn't going to hurt him for being vulnerable, mm-hmm. he would relax into it. But he's so used to having to be this yeah. this thing. He doesn't know how. And then he's like, I need to leave this room because that I is would have hugged him. That's more I would have hugged vulnerability him. than he's had in months. I do love Taylor and kind of like, thank you. Yeah, he's like, thank you for everything you meant to say. And yeah. he's just, like, continues walking out of the room. <laughs> I, I, yeah, she's she's like, man, he's tighter wound up than I realized. <laughs> there you go. So on Satita. Oh, yes. Uh, in the smoke of the warehouse, Ronan does wake up. and we, Ragier and ragier. Well, he lost his rage. Yeah. Um, he's he gets up. He's alive. Oh well, yeah, that's true. His that, uh, his yeah. legs his legs kind of fucked up. Uh huh. Big old limp. Yeah. Uh, on the Daedalus, another scene I really love. Um, Carson is rebandaging McKay's ass. Yep. Uh, and naturally, McKay's being a baby about the pain. Uh huh. Also, I do love the way he's like, "You are a giant baby." Like yeah. he just straight up tells him, yes. "You're a baby." For a man who's allergic to citrus, did his boxers have limes on them? He likes to live dangerously. <laughs> it's like having boxers with, like, scorpions or snakes on yeah, them. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. And and Carson asked McKay why he even or came. Or maybe they were, like, a mean joke gift. Probably. Mm-hmm. He's like, you're injured and you can't sit. Like, no one would have faulted you for not coming on this mission. And McKay's like, well... What, do you think I only care about what other people think about me? And Carson's like, I mean, yeah. Yeah. I do love this entire episode just kind of solidifies this sense of Ohana. Yeah. That's like, even our two squishies are like, this is my family. Uh Uh-huh. Because McKay is a very caring person. Like, it may not be obvious, but like... He cares about what happens to Ronan. Yeah, Ronan's his buddy. He's just, you know, he straight up tells us. Carson's like, you call him caveman behind his back. Because I love him. It's a nickname that buddies give each other. When you love your buddy, you call him We're like brothers. You know, some of us do weird hand pats. Some of us call each other dumb names. I wanted Carson to be like, okay, then what's my name? (laughs) My nickname? Scotty. (laughs) 
That's too obvious. Yeah. Um, and Carson asked McKay, Squish like, face. In the past year, in the past year, have you ever just sat down and had a conversation with Rodan? That's not how buddies work. And McKay's like, oh, it's an unspoken. Our relationship goes deeper than words. Yes, unspoken buddyishness. Um, Look, it, he's not Teal. He can't just give him a donut and then everything's fine. <laughs> and But Carson, you oh, know, well, I you... I bet Rodan would like a good donut. Donut would... Fuck yeah. Actually, I want to pick up donuts on the way home now. Uh, you should, because our local grocery store, the Publix, with yeah. those of you in the South, has an amazing pumpkin cream cheese donut right now oh, that really? you should pick up. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I inhaled anyway, one last and, and then McKay, like, just sort of accuses Carson of, of you know, you wouldn't, you, you, you never look past the surface of anyone, and then walks out, and Carson's like, sure. <laughs> I mean, both okay. physically looks under the surface of people, yeah. and also very think, much emotionally looks anything, under. The Carson surface. is the only one who doesn't look at the surface I of know. someone, <laughs> of anyone. Hundred percent. Yeah. So Ronan limps to another building. Clearly a hospital, as we see the inside of it. It's very pilot of Walking Dead inside. Yeah. And we get flashbacks of Ronan making his way through this panicked, full trauma situation hallways looking uh-huh. for uh, Melina. And he finds... This, this part for my video gaming friends. Yes. I'm going to share a face. Um, I've never felt more like Abby from The Last of Us 2 mm-hmm. than during this weird flashback scene in the hospital. That's all I will <laughs> give you in case you ever play The Last of Us part ones or two. So he finds a room that he clearly went to on purpose, mm-hmm. and he drops his gun, finds some equipment, sits down, and pours disinfectant on his leg, almost breaking down um, in tears from the pain of it. Because, yeah. ouch? Yeah, that's not- Physical and emotional pain. All at once. All at once. Which one's going to actually take you out? In the flashbacks we see in this room- mm-hmm. Um, the two of them found each other and, and, and embraced. And we see Rodan in the current using a bit of broken mirror and what what the fuck are surgical pliers called? Surgical suture pliers? I don't know. They're, they're pliers, but they're like yeah. medically ones. That's fine. That, I mean, digging for pliers Digging for something in the wound. Yeah, it's not great. I did look away at this part because it it looks so intense that yeah. I was like, oh, what's going on? Yeah. So I couldn't tell if he was digging something out. He or was digging he was something out. He was putting a stitch in. Yeah, okay. he's digging something out. In the flashback, Ronan tells her, like, look, Kel used my team as a shield and escaped. They're yeah. all dead. Everyone is dead. Yeah. If we go now, we can get through the gate. There is nothing left to save. There's literally nothing left. There are no posts. We can hide. And he goes to leave, but she's like, no. Yeah. There's people here, and if there's people here, I have to help them. And in the current, lots of pain. Oh, so much All pain. the pain. This whole flashback comes and goes back and forth with him getting, like, the glass. or There's some good chunk of something in his leg that he pulls it's, out. It's a great way for us to understand that the, the only way to understand how much this hurts is... Is that it hurts as much as this memory does. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and, and he sort of does the elbow against the wall as he's wrecked by, again, physical and emotional yeah, pain. Yeah, not fun. And in the past, 
Like, she doesn't, she doesn't want to leave. Like, what about all these people here? Like, these people need my help. These people need anyone's help. And Ronan picks up the young girl to take her with them. It's like, yeah. fine, we can save one. Yeah. Um, and he's like, I, we can't do anything for any of these other people. Like, they're dead already. Yeah. And she just, she can't go. Well, and, and from Melina's point of view, could you live with yourself? Yeah. Could, and again, like, she still hasn't... She's seen the people coming in who are injured. She still hasn't seen... Yeah. I feel like it's one of those things where you you literally cannot believe... And, and even if you... I, the I imagine, depth of it until you, you see it. Yeah, she's a healer, right? Yeah. She's a healer she's a like cleric. Carson. I don't think that even if you ran out of here, did what Ronan yeah. wanted... And managed to stay alive. Yeah. The guilt of it all would crush oh. you anyway. Carson would never leave his post either. That's yeah, and that's what I mean. So she's like, my alternative. It's not really an alternative. Yeah. Because I can't live a if life like that. The last that. thing I do is trying to sue someone else. Then cool. That's that's how I go. Um. And. Uh, and we watch sort of Ronan's face. In a rage and in horror, as the blast breaks through the window engulfing oh, her. Yeah. Back in the present, he hears a dart outside. He makes his way to a window and sees a few wraith. Just a handful of like they almost. It's almost very zombie-like. Yeah. Yeah. It's not great. Um. And he and he turns. He sees a drone inside. It's a wraith horde, if you will. It's a wraith horde. Um. But he does turn and sees the. Uh, the drone and just tells the gnarly guy up on the ship that he's a coward. Yep. And that's when the drone is just taken out by a bunch of P90 fire. Yep. Yay! And John at the door tells, like, you were surprised? I do love... Came. Thank God that Ronan paused or else that would have been the I end know. of John. I know. As well. Um, but yeah, this is a great moment where he's so he's so deep in this pain. He's in so he's so hurt and 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 just feeling this to its absolute core and so alone and, yeah. and desperate and there's nothing there. Exactly when our heroes should show. Hundred percent. Exactly when your family shows up. Um. Sorry to switch my notes over. Um. And Ronan, on seeing them, just sinks back to the floor. Yeah. He's like, and I'm done. Taylor's like, are you okay? And I'm like, Taylor? That's... What kind of dumbass question is that? Like, Does seriously. he look like he's okay? The answer's fuck no. No, I think the question is like, are you able to move? Are you alive? Okay. Yeah. You know what I mean? John's like, cool. Thank us later. Uh, there's a jumper on the roof. Let's Got go. Got a blast. Yeah. Um, and when Ronan just casually puts his blaster up and tells John to basically fuck off, he's not going anywhere. Yeah. Well, he still thinks he can save the people of, like, Couture or whatever that planet yeah, was, Yeah, and right? that's what we come to. Yeah. Yeah. Back in the jumper, McCann and Carson see that there's, like, 25 Wraith heading to them. Yeah. And John tells McKay that Ronan doesn't want to come. He's like... Too bad you tell an ungrateful example of uninvolved humanity that came all this way to rescue and better get off his ass. What a wonderful description. I know. I just love it. Thankfully, Ronan's not on the headsets at the moment, uh -huh. so John just goes, 
McKay is really hurt that you won't come with us. Yeah. McKay really likes you and wants you to come home. And that's when we come to it. Like, Ronan doesn't want to go because old man Cranky Pants uh-huh. at the village, like, they they traded Ronan for their freedom. It's Did it's, they, though? <laughs> he's like, if this is what keeps them safe. You know, it's my cult, fault they were called. And John's like, seriously? You're doing all this for them? Like, Yeah, yeah I like that he's like, well, even if that happened, I gotta stay here anyway. It's like, yeah. so then that wasn't ever really the reason. No, um, and Taylor's like, also... That's not a big deal anymore, because they all be dead. Yeah. Yeah. Ronan looks up, because he did not know that part. Mm-hmm. John's like, cool, now that we're past that, can we go? Yeah. And n- no. Because, really, the crux of it was, is that Ronan wants to kill the Wraith who did all this. Kill the Wraith. Yeah, really, he's here for... He's got to work through this anger. Yeah. And, and, and sad feels... And the only way he can do it is by killing ugly Wraith Man. And he knows how to get Gnarly lured down to this planet. Let's do it. McKay from the Jumper is like, you you guys are just sort of standing there. And there's a bunch of Wraith. Like, can we go? McKay's doing the parent loading up the car, trying Uh to get out of the house. Uh Car is running and she's like, let's go. And meanwhile, the, the video games. I just have to save. Just real quick, I gotta get to a save point. Um, John tells McKay it looks like they have to take care of a few things first. Uh-huh. And offers I gotta his... beat this final boss first, uh-huh, Mom. Uh-huh. Hands his, gives his hand to Ronan. Let's go kill some Wraith. Also, yeah. this whole time we can see he's been carrying Ronan's usual blaster sort yeah. of in his jacket. And hands it over. I do love this. Like, fine, you can do all this killing, but we're coming. Ronan we just goes, you stay out of my way. Okay, yeah. Because Ronan has also played a number of video games and know that you have to kill all the goons before the big boss yep, will we'll come. even come down. And the plan sounds stupid to McKay. Let's go kill 25 Wraith uh-huh. to get a bigger, better Wraith. Wait. But, I mean, look, so both killing Wraith has always sounded good to John. Mm-hmm. It's a good day's work. It's and, a, you know, they haven't had any good aerobic exercise. Yeah. They've been sitting in the day list for a while. And Curse is watching the HUD and he's just watching the Wraith drop. Like, yeah. like just watching their lights go out. Yeah. Because Ronan, as Taylor reminds them, is very angry. Yeah. Uh, and, and John and Taylor do help out from behind. <laughs> uh, taking out their own Wraith as they go. Yep. And on the jumper, Carson stands up and goes and tries to grab his own giant gun. I do love this Because he wants to go help. Yep. And McKay's like, what the fuck? You're a doctor. Yeah. He's like, and? So? Therefore? Sometimes clerics gotta hit. Exactly. Sometimes you gotta summon a spiritual weapon. I was gonna say, spiritual weapon, bitch. Yep. Uh, what would Carson's spiritual weapon be? A glass of scotch. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't even know. Uh, and they start basically arguing over who's going to take the giant gun and go kill Wraith, and then who's going to stay with the ship. And I'm like, maybe neither of you should go. How about, how about no? How about none? Yeah. And there's this great move where Ronan sees two Wraith coming down the hallway. <laughs> yeah. And he's standing sort of at the side of a T-intersection. And then he sees movement. The door is about to open behind him. 
So he does the jump sideways and fire down the hallway. Super. And then lands on the other side of the hallway facing backwards and kills the wraith in the doorway. It's like, remember that move at the Breakfast Club where they're running around the halls of the school? Vaguely. And it's like, been probably 25 years since I saw Breakfast Club. It is time to rewatch it. But it's like, imagine that scene where they're running from the principal um, except there's guns. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And this... All this. You mess with the bull, you get the horns. Gnarly Wraith is watching all this, and he's getting Gnarly real mad. Gnarly Wraith. Every now and then I fall apart. <laughs> uh, also, seeing these other two assholes who Gnarly Wraith doesn't know who they are, also killing his Wraith, oh, also yeah. doesn't make him happy. Yeah. Again, slow-mo Ronin just raging down a hallway. Yeah, yeah. This is like the most fun action scene ever. Yeah. Like, they're just throwing all of the cliches, all of the whatevers. I'm fine. Put them all in. I'm this good is with where. It. Yep. I'm happy about it. Meanwhile, Tweedledee and Tweedledum over here are still fighting over a gun. Yeah. And that's. No one is Rambo. <laughs> John just goes, Well, we've killed them all. Yeah. You that guys was, took forever. That was quickie. John's like, Yeah, I got, uh, I got six. Taylor's like, I got eight. Yeah. John's like, I mean, I got nine. This is very got eight. Gimli Legolas. It's so Gimli Legolas. Ronan got the rest, so he got 11. Yeah. And Taylor just eye rolls so yeah. hard. Oh, it's 100% Gimli and Legolas. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A thousand percent. But wait, who's Gimli and who's Legolas? Oh, uh, John is Gimli. Okay, yeah. Because, like, Legolas is like, why would I lie over how yeah. many I got? Yeah, yeah. True. Plus prettier of the two. Also prettier of the two. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Gimli, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, we see Gnarly Wraith just watching Rodin, calling him out over the drones, and it seems like it has worked. Yay! On the planet, Ronin is like, look, I am going to kill this motherfucker. This one's mine. Yeah. If you kill this motherfucker before I kill this motherfucker, I will kill you. Yeah. This is this is interesting. Um, and, and John's like, well, what if what if what if he kills you then is when you kill the motherfucker yeah not before i kill him first so we see a dart flying in from a distance and ronan's just waiting on the street mm -hmm. for the showdown and and the the wraith is dropped it's down it's the boss fight when the helicopter comes in and 100%. drops down the big yep. percent and he does this like come on dude i'm here with his arms it's like the the haka. Like well, it's that's his... what the gnarly the gnarly wraith does. The come on, dude. And oh then, yeah, yeah. And then Ronan comes in. He hits his leg rune for an adrenaline hit. Uh huh. And basically, it goes into a full frenzied, reckless rage. Great weapons master. It's yeah. It's everything. like uh, he like like does this uh, like uh, modified haka uh -huh. into it. Yep. It's really kind of interesting. Yeah. Just the yelling and the. It's just kind of crazy. It's yeah. It's very emotional. Um, yeah, there's some there's some uh, emotion being let loose there. Yeah, some a little bit of tension, uh -huh. a little bit of uh, pent up aggression. So many things he's been carrying for so yeah. long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and he takes his little homemade knife and goes in, runs the arcs, and tries to do a signature jump attack. And so the rage just knocks him into he's next like, week. Nah, bro. John and Taylor are watching all of this from the rooftop, and John's like, "I have the shot." I can yeah. take this motherfucker, and uh, he just watches Ronan take these hits. Well, he, 
you know, Ronan made it clear. Yeah, Taylor's like, I wouldn't. Yeah. It's not that he would actually kill you. It's more like he would never forgive you. Well, and he, yeah, he would never get beyond it. He wouldn't recover from this. He no. needs this. Yeah. And overall, this fight is not going in Ronan's favor. No, it bad. Um, and at one point, Ronan is thrown against a pole in the way that should have just snapped his back. Yeah. And Taylor's like, Ronan's gonna get over it. And Taylor's like, look, the Wraith are watching this from orbit. Mm -hmm. If you take out that Wraith, they will then take us out from orbit. That's true. And the Narthi Wraith just continues to beat the shit out of Ronan. Ronan does at one point manage to catch his fist and maybe get a few shots off, but soon Ronan is down and he's just trying to crawl away on the ground. Yeah, it's um, not going great for him. And the gnarly wraith just picks him up, flips him over, and is about to feed off him to end it. Mm-hmm. When suddenly... dun da da dun <laughs> The like, real heroes! Like Gandalf coming over the hilltop on the dawn of the third morning. The, <laughs> okay, but they're more like Merry and Pippin. They are. They are. <laughs> uh, but the jumper to cloaks right next to them, surprising yeah. everyone. Carson... Meanwhile, did not hear any of that. Nope. And Carson also is like, you know, he doesn't like this. He can sue me. Yep. And focuses for a second. Ronan looks up with a bloody grin. I win. Yay. As a single drone is fired, hitting the gnarly guy and driving him back, Ronan rolls for cover as there is a large explosion. <laughs> and as the jumper turns around so the hatch is open, John and Taylor run down and help Ronan, who still is having a hard time standing up. Um, just lying in the streets, yelling at Carson McKay to get going as Wraithfire, as Taylor predicted. It's like, cool, cool, cool. So we got the guy, but let's go! Go! Rains down from orbit. Once they're safely in space, they open the back hatch and, yeah. and meet in the back, making sure everyone is okay. Ronan's like, who the fuck killed him? Oh, yeah, this part's fun. And Carson is very proud to be like, that was me. Yeah. Well, the other ones are like, here we go. We're about to have McKay's to stop like, him from killing It was Carson. my idea. And then yeah. Carson did it. Uh, and Rodin painfully stands up and gets right up in his face. Uh-huh. And John's like, I mean, I did have in my sights, but, like, Rodin very said he would kill us if we killed him first. Yep. Uh, McKay's like, it was all Carson's idea. Please don't kill me. And instead of beating the shit out of him, Ronan pulls Carson into a big hug. Oh, yay. And thanks him. John's like, I mean, I could have killed him at any Where's time. Where's my hug, basically? Taylor told me not to. I wanted to help you. Um, and Ronan thanks all of them. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was no biggie. Like, John just killed, like, 11 or 12. Not, not a big deal at all. I just watched my dog eat a fly. Taylor, as, as I rolled. Towards you. Hi. That's all. Not um, at all about the pod. So, Carson would love to get that tracking device out of Ronan. Oh, yeah, For a second time over. And he's guessing this time Ronan will accept the sedative. Uh-huh. Um, but I don't know if it's needed. Because Ronan finally just stops fighting what? everything and just passes out falling off the bench onto the floor. Well, it's like, how many levels of exhaustion all of them. has he gathered from all of these them. many rages if we're doing D&D terms? Yeah. He's gonna have exhaustion for like two days. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the end. He has a million levels of exhaustion. Yep. The end. Uh, John's like, hey, McKay, who's flying the ship right now? He's oh. like, that would be me. Um, I'll. 
I'm not flying anything right now. I'm going to go. (laughs) And we end as we fade out as a ship flies out of orbit, decloaking itself as it goes. Yay! The most fun, action-packed episode. But also, they snuck in a really great emotional storyline about what it means to find a family. 100%. To create something after losing everything. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, this idea of how scary it can be to lose everything you've ever cared for. Yeah. But then be willing to love again. Well, and it's also, you know, it gives you this other perspective of when when we first saw Ronan. Yeah. He immediately went from all of that shit in the flashbacks to the Wraith putting a tracking device in him and running for and a year. And got to run, yeah. Yeah. This is the first time he's ever had a chance to... You know that kind of trauma is 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 real, hundred um, percent. And it's a it's a great lesson in this idea of we get hurt, we get hurt as people, as humans, people. Other sometimes other people hurt us, mm-hmm. and to allow yourself to try again with different people, that's something kind of magical. Yeah, you know. And I feel like everyone's had some sort of different level of that but in this giant action scene of an episode there is that lesson yeah, and I yeah, hope yeah. we can all find it that some people can love us just because just and cause. maybe I'm just very fl- floofy right now because I just got married because just got married but that's uh you know that's a for real thing you know it's okay to allow yourself to love yeah people oh my god Family. that was crazy what a crazy day it's been. Yes. <laughs> For both Ronan and us. And the world. Um, um, next up is Stargate SG-1, Uninvited. Interesting. Yes. Exciting. Um, so, no, I think we're good. We don't have to... Well, the scheduled thing's coming, but that's not till December, so we're okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we, the, we have some... some uh, a few minor flippies in the schedule because of things we wanted to organize and just because of of life in the world that we are in but do not worry about that yet it'll be minor things we'll get them going next month um so for now enjoy your week yes let's see where this world goes uh-huh. together shall we um, all together now. And then we'll see you guys here. All together now. All together now. All together now. Um, for SG1. Yep. What was the name of the episode again? Uninvited. Uninvited. Um, there's a ska band from the early 2000s called The Uninvited. Mm-hmm. That's all I can think of. Okay. Uh, okay. Um, They're I actually could- playing in that episode. Nice. Yep. That's exactly what the episode's about. Yep. They just all start, they just all skank all episode long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like the idea of like uh, Landry dancing. Yep. Okay, I'm yep. done. Yep, yep. Find us on Twitter at Tara Podcast. Facebook at There's No Place Like Tara. Email us at There's No Place Like Tara at gmail.com. Read us, like us, review us wherever you find podcasty things. Um, we love you. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.